The Lonely Planet Guide was raving about Guatemala and it also raved about a couple of places that it said that you should visit. Number one being San Augustin Lankin, which was the principal town for a place called Semic Champagne. Now, Semic Champagne is, in effect, it's on the Rio Cajamon and it, it's swimming holes. It's very remote swimming. So you've got these different uh, elevations of the river. So rather than, you know, going down a waterfall or anything like that, it kind of gently goes down the this rock formation. But what's happened over time is these rock formations have created all these various swimming pools. So it's very pleasant to be able to go and swim there. So that's Semic Champagne. The other place that it raved about that we'll get to in the next episode is Tikal, a uh, Maya site right in the north of Guatemala. But we were in Antigua. We decided that we would go to at least try to get to San Augustin Lankin in order to then pick up a, a, a tour to Semic Champagne. The aim was to do it in a day. Unfortunately, that was not the case. As highlighted in previous episodes, because of the road network, the roads are not necessarily the quickest, even for good vehicles, are not necessarily the quickest because of the, the topography of Guatemala itself. So we didn't end up in San Agustin Lankin, but we ended up in Coban. This is why we said don't get confused between Copan or Copan Ruinas and Coban. We only wanted to stay the night in Coban. Uh, we knew that we'd end up there pretty much the minute we got to Guatemala uh, City itself. Now that took a few hours from Antigua. It took a lot longer than it should have done. And then heading out of Guatemala City, uh, with all due respect to the people we were on the minibus with, uh, a bunch of very, very loud Israeli people. There was only about eight, eight or 10 of us on the minibus, Aaron and myself trying to get some sleep and just is, Israelis who, I assume they were talking to each other. They were, they could have been shouting at each other for like, care. it all sounded the same to me. Now we weren't, even going to get off in Caban, to be honest. But such was the noise that these people were making, uh, the amount of drinking, etc. they were doing, that when the bus driver got into Caban, we just decided to get off. We did check with the driver that we could get to San Augustin Lanking the following morning. He said, yes, you can, not an issue, this is how you do it. So we weren't going to go to stop off in Caban, but the amount of noises people were making, we just thought we, we have to, always. we're going to go batshit crazy. As always, with things that Aaron and I end up doing, it always works out in our favour. And there's two reasons this worked out in our favour. Reason number one, we found incredibly inexpensive accommodation pretty much right next to the bus station where the Connectivo dropped us off. Win number one. Win number two, a Coban also has a couple of uh, really cool uh, coffee plantations. So we decided to use our, our time the following morning to go and visit some coffee plantations and, and take a day, take a day out. Not really a lot to report from Caban, apart from the fact that the coffee plantations were fantastic. The tours were brilliant. It pissed down with rain most of the time, a thunderous, thunderous rain, which meant that two things to this. Number one, sitting on a veranda, overlooking a coffee plantation with a freshly made cup of coffee in your hand was delightful, especially after the brilliant tour that the the local guy gave us for about an hour. Secondly, the hostel was quite nice. It had a, almost like a, a plaza in the middle of it and all the, uh, imagine it's like a Roman style thing, but it sort of your green in the middle of it and all your rooms and the balconies 
uh, you know, were around the main plaza or the main square. Hopefully that makes sense. I've probably described that really badly. And again, it hammered down with rain. So again, it was just quite nice to sit there, not do a lot. Uh, we did brave a little walk at some point, but surprise, surprise, we got caught in the rain. So we ended up being soaked through. Uh, not good, not good to say the least. Our time in Caban was brief. It was relatively entertaining. It was good times, but we knew we had to get off to San Agustin Lanquin. Now, San Agustin Lanquin is a almost a, t- a village, a tiny village, uh, right in the heart of Guatemala. Not really a lot to see and do there. It's located on uh, a main river. And the reason that most people go there is to then book in to go to visit Semek Champay and do all these other activities such as caving, jumping off bridges, you name it, you could do it. Uh, San Agustin Lanquin was, was an absolute delight. I also met some really cool American uh, girls there as well. We got chatting about all the crazy stuff, all the crazy things that you know we'd all been doing in our travels and you know we learned a lot about them and their homes and you know Texas life bits and pieces like that and there was one evening we were staying right next to the river so the the roar of the water as it as it went past was just so good to sit down and just listen to it in in peace and harmony with with the water in the background but one evening we go for a little walk and we we come back uh, from the water, there's a church on top of the hill, a couple of things, nothing exciting. We'd booked in for the Semek Champagne tour the following day, so we had the evening to kill. We'd had a little bit to eat, came back, and uh, near the hostel, there was a couple of young lads, you're talking maybe between seven and ten years old, playing football. I think their dads had joined them, and they were playing a bit of football. And there's about five or six of us, and we said, hey, you know, you know, we'll give you a game. Do you want a game of football? And they said, brilliant, you know, but can we do it? you know whatever time it was half five uh i said yeah no problem so we all convened on i would say the playing field i mean it was just like mud we convened at about half past five uh, we divided the teams up and you know equal equal teams uh we got absolutely obliterated um, the great thing i remember about that was it was all different types of shirts i think some person was there in a liverpool shirt someone was there in a roma shirt you know uh, Football mad, but I love the fact that people are football mad. And it got to near the end of the game, and I knew that I'd been travelling with my Reading shirt, you know, most most of the time. I've been travelling with my Reading shirt, I've been wearing it quite a lot as well. And there was this little kid who was brilliant, just fantastic at football. He was kicking ass, he was scoring goals, he was, you know, man of the match and such. And I had an idea uh, about near the end of the game uh, that I'm just going to give the kid the Reading shirt. Why not? You know, doesn't mean much to me I mean I love I love my football club I love Reading Football Club it doesn't mean a ridiculous amount to me and it'd be a nice gesture as well you know, he might not have been given a football shirt before I don't know so I much to the chagrin of my teammates I plodded off back to the plodded off back to the um, hostel picked up the shirt came back and it was, it was near the end of the game uh, final final whistle went we, we got annihilated this kid was man in the match and um, it basically presented the shirt the Reading shirt to him at the end of uh, at the end of the game, and he, he looked a bit bemused. He, he was probably thinking, "Who the fuck are Reading?" In in, uh, in Spanish, he was probably thinking, "Who the fuck are Reading?" He was looking at it, and you know, he he started crying. I had a tear in my eyes. Well, it was all quite nice. Um, his his dad, who was in the Roma shirt, he'd come over to me. He was shaking my hand. 
you know, muchísimas gracias, um, you know, thank you very much, and, you know, took some photos and, and bits and pieces like that, and it was all, you know, it was all nice. Joke's on the kid, though, because I've scarred him for life, making him a Reading fan. Gutted. So, unlucky for you, you're a Reading fan, but fair play nonetheless. And it was, it was just a great way to end the evening. Um, they, they were very, very appreciative. It was just a nice thing to do uh, for the kid. And say his football skills were absolutely fantastic. It was funny, though, where, you know, being a, a relatively rotund person, uh, this shirt pretty much went down to the floor on him. So hopefully he's grown into it now uh, all these years uh, later. So that was happy days. And from San Agustin Lankin, it was a case of the following day off to Semic Champagne. And we had a great time in Semic Champagne. We kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into, but we also knew that some of the activities would be a bit bonkers. It's basically a, a day of adrenaline. Now, if you remember the army truck we pretty much got on uh, in Nicaragua, this was a similar thing. We all piled onto this army truck. There's a group of about 20, 25 of us. We've all piled onto this army truck. We're all standing, the road's bumpy, there's potholes everywhere. I mean, it, it took its toll on your legs standing up uh, like cattle on the army truck. But we ended up getting down to uh, the river, uh, the Rio Cajabon. Yep, that's the same real Cajabon that was in Coban, uh, where we just come from. And I'm pretty sure it's the same river that was in San Agustin Lanquin as well. Now, we've done a few great things in, in Semic Champagne. First of all was uh, exploring the Cuevas de Camba. So we went caving for a little bit. We'd gone into this cave complex and the weather was good. We knew that we didn't really need to bring changes of clothes or anything like that. You know, some of us had bought little, you know, little bags and we went into these caves and the aim was to get to a place in the caves where you could climb up and you jump off pretty much into this plunge pool this man-made or sorry natural plunge pool we've gone in the caves everything's on uh, quite a few things are on ropes as well so even if you're not able to see where you're going you've got the rope in your hand you're following the person in front of you i'm a bit of a toe dipper at the best of times the first body of water that we came to we were warned that just be careful this is going to go up to about your chest. Not a problem. Okay, I've got my shorts on. We've got no personal items on us at all, of course. We're in the middle of a damn cave. I'm not at the front of the key by any stretch of the imagination, but I've put my foot into the water. Holy shit, it's cold. Oh, it's cold. But of course, what do you do? You have to grin and bear it. You've got people behind you. You don't want to hold them up. You've got people in front of you. You've got to keep your eye on them because then you know, then you know where you're going as well as holding onto the rope. Fortunately, I wasn't the only one that started swearing. <laughs> an awful lot in that cave and it echoed quite considerably well this is his cold that's in cold people were laughing you know, some people were dealing with it better than others I, I certainly wasn't dealing with it very well at all but i grinned and bared it i got through it you're shivering at the end not good but it was an experience to say the least knowing that you have to go back through it as well probably didn't help either but we got to where we needed to go which was this natural plunge pool and we had the option of climbing up and jumping in the, the tour guide done it first and it was great and it must have been yeah you know, possibly you know 15 20 feet high you know not not a little jump and you had to be accurate as well you had to land in a particular place if you done your jump properly you, you wouldn't land in the water put it that way and you, you wouldn't be no more or you would be no more my apologies and because i've just gone through the cold water the adrenaline gets a better of you you kind of think yeah man i'm here i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do this it's gonna be great also remembering Jesse's words from the Galapagos. You live once, you're going to be here once, you might as well do it. So quite a few of us, not everyone, but quite a few of us, one by one, 
jumped into the plunge pool. And that was exhilarating. We then came out of the caves and the second port of call was to then do some tubing. So we walked up to we walked up the river a little bit and if you've never been in if you've never done tubing before you you pretty much you get into a rubber ring you let the water take you downstream i mean that's pretty much it in a nutshell if you do it on remember from stories from people that done it in lao in a loang prabang you can drink a lot as well while you're at it unfortunately a few people died Um, i don't think they do it anymore but hey ho if they do do it let us know so we went tubing the guy gave us quite particular instructions he said look you're going to get it's not the fastest of rivers he said, but you need to stay to the left-hand side because that's going to be the drop-off point. He said, if you if you end up heading over to the right-hand side of the river, it's a little bit faster. You, you know, if you end up down the river, we'll see you in San Augustine later on. <laughs> that's where you're going to end up. He also said, you might get offered uh, some beer and chocolate by, you know, little, uh, little street kids, street vendors running up and down. He said, look, if you want to take beer and chocolate, great. Obviously, pay them for it. Uh, it's going to be Good local chocolate. Not chocolate as we know it, you know, not like a pack of Galaxy or Dairy Milk. You're talking proper coca. A couple of people had beers, a couple of people had chocolates. Everyone else is flying off down the river. Everyone else had a great time. And my fat ass is stuck at the end. I'm not even able to push myself properly to go downstream in the damn tube. I ended up spinning around in circles for a few minutes. I think the tall guy ended up feeling sorry for me and uh, pretty much guided me down the river with him. Uh, Sorry, bastard. He's probably thinking the same about me as well. Uh, yeah, trust me to be the only one that gets into a, a rubber ring to go down a river and then you know get caught going around in circles because uh, I go somehow against the tide. That's just the sort of thing that I would do. Then there was the option of jumping off the bridge. Uh, there's a bridge across the river uh, near Semic Champagne. Not everyone done it. I thought about it, decided against it. I think Aaron might have jumped off if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And then we had the option of uh, doing uh, getting on a monkey swim and jumping into it, the river that way again most people have done it everyone's flying in everyone's having a great time and again me being me I, I, I've i seen what other people are doing I thought this is a great idea I'll do the same so I've taken the monkey making the taken this monkey swing I've swung myself into the river but I've not let go too I think I've let go too quickly or something like that basically ended up belly flopping into the river even when I belly flopped, I could hear the sound of the people on the on the side going, ooh, they knew it was going to hurt. Fuck me, it hurt. I think I was red for about three days after that. So don't belly flop into a body of water. Um, not good for you. Everyone was laughing. The American girls where we lived, they were, they were crying. Uh, they thought it was hilarious. Aaron's just looking at me like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, but he was laughing as well. And then came the, the final part of the day, which was a really cool part. Uh, we got the uh, minibus uh, up to, or we might have walked, whatever it was. We went up to Semic Champagne itself. And as we said, it's swimming holes in, in a remote setting. You've got the real carbon. You've got it going over this natural rock formation. But because of the formation, it's created these incredibly natural pools. So you could just, I mean, it, number one, it was incredibly warm. You could just, you know, the ambiance was brilliant. Get into a pool, have a swim around. Crystal clear water as well. Get out you know, walk up to the next one and you just repeat the process. It is absolutely divine. It was a great way to burn a few hours in the afternoon. I think there's also a little bridge you can go across as well to get a couple of good shots of of Semic Champagne itself. It was just a brilliant way to spend the day uh, doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Uh, Do some caving, jumping into plunge pools, you know, visiting Semic Champagne, swimming in the river, 
you know, in, the, in these random rock formations, belly flopping into the river as well. Things you wouldn't do on a day-to-day basis. I had the last laugh, though. I will say I had the last laugh on the, on the way back because me being me, the army truck, the army truck was there ready to take us back. And people started getting on, but everyone started to get off the back. I just said to the driver, I said, is there a spare seat in the front? We got a seat. I said, yes. So I've just jumped straight in the front and I was sat down. Uh, the guy was driving. I was sat there. Uh, I think the others might have thought they'd lost me. But when I got out, they were all you know, shaking with all, you know, it'd been a busy day anyway. They were shaking with all their, you know, legs and oh, and I'm just getting out fresh as a daisy. I think people are looking at me and I'm not going to say this word on the podcast, but I think people are just looking at me going, you see you next Tuesday. You know, when you get that look, you get that look from people. I think they were just looking at me going, you, oh, well, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, I was having a great time in the front, in a nice little army truck, four by four thing, having a chat with the driver. I had a wonderful time. I don't see what the problem was. But yeah, a few people looking at me like um, I was the arch enemy. I wish we'd entertain him. That was Cemic Champagne. That was San um, Augustine uh, Lankin as, as well. We spent the following night, or we spent that night there in, in the hostel again. Uh, and this by this time, because we'd had the Americans, the American girls with us, we were all heading to the same place we were going to head up to Flores which is the, the main town uh, the principal town to get to Tikal from so join us next week when we experience one of the best best Maya sites in the world uh, and also deal with the wonderful town of Flores and say goodbye to Guatemala as well hasta luego